Good morning. It's time to talk about Sack City Podcast, which is now sponsored by Manscaped. The best thing for your sack since sliced? Well, sacks. Keep your sack smooth with the new Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer for those bushy sacks. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant for those smelly sacks. And take care of those extra sacks with the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. Not to mention some performance boxer briefs and a travel sack to put your goodies in. Manscaped is a sack leader with over 6 million worldwide who trust this product. That's roughly 12 million sacks. So join them with this exclusive offer of 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code SACCITY at manscaped.com. That's promo code SACCITY at manscaped.com for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Order your sack saver now and show your sack the love it deserves. Manscaped. Got Bush? Sack City, welcome in to another edition of the Sack City Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, joined as always by my best friend in the whole entire world. He is Aaron, the Mukesiah Mukes. It is a beautiful September 26th morning here in the city. Episode 89 is about to kick off. We are recapping all things week three NFL action, including a big win for my Jacksonville Jaguars, and a lot of other fun things. Aaron, how was your Sunday of football watching? It was great. It was great. Um, this week, I actually got to sit down and just watch the games and um, educate some people and, you know, argue with some people. And I always love doing that. You know how much I like to argue. So so most of it was with you and and Dylan and AJ. And of course, you know, some some people on my Facebook timeline. And But it's all in fun. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to break it all down today. So I'm excited for that. Yep. Yep. So the way we do things here in the city is we, uh, for our audio listeners, we will, we've got a week three recap. We're talking winners, losers, and what our big takeaways are from week three. And then, uh, after, and for our YouTube viewers, we go game by game by game, recapping and talking about all the things that happened in your team's game. Uh, we've got that. Is that, on the sh- is that a thing? Audio listeners. That, that's the thing we, we do that. We, AJ we, has audio listeners. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, AJ hi, audio, audio listeners. listeners. Hi, hi, audio listeners. Uh, I if never you, met you, but hi. If you're listening to us on an audio platform, please continue and uh, write us a review. Tell us how, what you think of the show. If you if you are an audio listener, if you are a frequent audio listener, please write us a review. Let us know that you are a frequent audio listener. If you're, we will actually stop, be. Stop. If you're a frequent audio listener, stop missing out. You're missing out on so much quality by just switching over to YouTube. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. You just go to YouTube.com, type in Sac City Pod, and you find us, and you hit the subscribe button, and you follow, and you watch the show, and I promise you the show visually is more appealing than my voice. I- I'm sorry. I don't have a great voice. I don't sing. I'm not, I'm not talented enough to do that. All I can do in this life is talk football, so... Take advantage of that and also see the visual side of what we're bringing you. So go over to YouTube and subscribe. 
There it is. What a promo. What a promo for our YouTube. Let's get into our morning headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's finally over. It is finally over. The NFL ends the Pro Bowl. They put an end to the Pro Bowl. It was announced actually this morning, I believe, uh, that the NFL will be getting rid of the Pro Bowl and they will be bringing in a skills competition and a flag football game, a week full of skills competitions and a flag football game um, that replaces the the Pro Bowl in Vegas and it'll be before the Super Bowl. Um, Peyton Manning will lead the lead the charge and uh, be conducting everything. Pro Bowl dates back to 1951, so this will be the uh, start of a new regime, start of a new era in football where fans will, of course, still assist in the voting process. That's not going anywhere, um, but it'll be more of a skills competition and uh, a flag football game. So, Aaron, I, I do have a question about this. Do you think that we're now going to be entering an era where if you have a Pro Bowl on your list, it does not matter? I think we were already in that era, Uh, at least from my perspective. I'm not a big Pro Bowl guy. Like, you make the Pro Bowl, you don't make the Pro Bowl. Part of the reason, I mean, it's a good honor, but part of the reason why I'm not, uh, number one, I hate fans. Hi, fans. I I hate fans. So I hate fans the way they vote um, because it's a popularity contest. I don't like that when somebody's playing in the Super Bowl or slightly banged up. They're not in it, so you bring somebody else in it. They get a Pro Bowl attributed to their their resume, and maybe they were the fifth, sixth, seventh best quarterback in that conference, but because these guys declined to play, they get invited and they get a Pro Bowl on their resume. So let's be honest, Pro Bowls do not matter. It's nice to say, hey, I'm a six-time Pro Bowler. Cool. Congratulations. I don't care. Um, you think people? You think players will want to do this more, like be more inclined I, to do this? I do. And um, I really, really like the idea. And I'm going to, I wanted to say two things about this. Obviously don't want to spend a lot of time on, on the pro bowl, but um, I love the skills competition. I think that is something that number one, we have to think about this as entertainment. This, this, this particular event is supposed to entertain. If you look at all the other all-star games or um, events, the NBA all-star game, they have competitions and it's entertainment. And that's exactly what the NFL was lacking was from the Pro Bowl was the entertainment factor of it. So last year you saw a little bit of it with all the different skills competitions and the races, and that was pretty cool, and everybody got involved in that. So when if you do it right, you can get people entertained, and it's an enjoyment to watch. And I think that's all that really matters. And I actually love the flag football idea. That's yeah, what the I, game I, was anyways. I am, I am all for, honestly, and this is, could be the last thing we move on here. I am all for this change to the Pro Bowl, whether it ends up being good or bad. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people that come out and complain about it, and there's still going to be the haters of it. There's, there always is. But I want to give credit to the NFL for actually making that change, for making that move. Like, we, we, are, always, we are in a, a time period where everyone is just complaining and shredding every All-Star game, whether it's the MLB All-Star game, the Pro Bowl, the NHL, NBA All-Star games, those games, every, every All-Star game gets shredded. I feel like this is the first league that has taken a massive step into attempting to improve their uh, festivities, their All-Star game, their Pro Bowl Um so we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'll definitely be tuning in, uh, tuning in when this kicks off. So 
In other news, the NFL will be reviewing the quick return of Tua Tagovailoa, the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. He went down in that game uh, to a concussion right before halftime. It was a nasty injury, a nasty concussion. It would look like he was wobbling. He was bumbling and stumbling. Uh, It did not look, look good for the Dolphins quarterback, but... The second half came around and he came right back in Uh, the NFLPA is pushing for a look at the concussion protocols put in place by teams uh, to, to avoid these situations where a quarterback looks like this and then comes back in the game and some, some shady stuff going on with that. Um, But the NFL will be reviewing that to make sure that everything, all the concussion protocols were passed for Tua uh, to return back in the game. Uh, In other news, Dennis Allen of the New Orleans Saints head coach, uh, is actually backing Jameis Winston after his struggles uh, recently. Obviously, he had that one good half against the Atlanta Falcons where they were able to come back and get the victory. Other than that, it's been a very lackluster performance from Jameis Winston. But his head coach, Dennis Allen, fully backs him, fully trusts him, and I feel like that's what, exactly what you need and your coach to back your quarterback and give you that confidence and give you that faith moving forward. And uh, last but certainly not least, Lamar, 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 pay the damn man. I know, obviously, might not get a deal this like this season because it's over, but pay the damn man. Lamar Jackson is off to a historic start in 2022. He is the first player in NFL history with 10 plus passing touchdowns and 200 plus rushing yards in the first three games of the season. The only player to the only other player to do that over any three game span is also Lamar Jackson in 2019 in his MVP season. And it's funny because this season he's like surpassing all of his stats and his pace for what he did in that MVP, se- MVP season. And Simon, it's like he's he's dominating the game. And his his name is like you have to consider him now with the MV- in the MVP conversation. He has been phenomenal to start the season. Uh, we're going to talk more Lamar Jackson. We're going to talk more Saints. And we're going to talk more Dolphins uh in a few to when we recap those games but aaron it's now your time to shine let's get in to the injury report injuries 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 oh how we have so many injuries there's a lot um um, start in Arizona, Zayvon Collins and A.J. Green both left the game and did not return. We saw A.J. Green come up or come up lame after landing on his – it looked like it hyperextended, uh, but it was a knee injury, so there's going to be some concern there, obviously, with already out or already without DeAndre Hopkins. Rondell Moore has been out. Um, the wide receivers continue to be banged up for Arizona. Uh, you have to be concerned about that offense. Uh, David Montgomery left the game against Houston with knee and ankle injuries. There is some concern there. Coach said he was day-to-day. Uh, but you have to have some concern there. But Khalil Herbert did come in and run really, really well. And we're going to talk about that, I'm sure, in the Bears game. But uh, losing David Montgomery, that's really been the strong point of this Bears offense. It's been that running game. So you have to worry about the depth there uh, with David Montgomery being out. Joe Mixon had an ankle injury. He left for a while. Uh, DJ Reader also had a knee injury for the Bengals against the Jets and did not return. Uh, two key parts here to the Bengals. I know they got the win, but there's still some question marks around the Cincinnati Bengals and them moving forward. Uh, those are two big pieces there. Tracy Walker, devastating news here for Detroit, just came out this morning. Uh, he left yesterday, what looked like was an ankle injury. Um, there reportedly now is a possible suffered a torn Achilles. 
And if that's the case, then he's likely to miss the remainder of 2022. Uh, just got him back in the offseason, paid uh, paid him, and now they might be without one of their better defensive players on a defense that's already not um, very good. So that's going to be a tough loss for the Detroit Lions. Uh, Green Bay suffered a tough loss on their defense. Jair Alexander, growing injury, left the game and did not return. Uh, he was banged up most of last year. Uh, if they don't have him, again, that's a lockdown corner who they just gave a big deal to. Um, without him, that's good. they're going to have to look for a replacement there in that Green Bay secondary. Uh, the Chargers had two big losses in that loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Joey Bosa left with the growing injury, and then Rashawn Slater, uh, he was seen in a sling. He left the game, walked to the locker room, and uh, it was a biceps injury for him, and he was seen in a sling, and he did not return as well. So two key, key pivotal pieces there for the Chargers um, with injuries on Sunday. Uh, we talked about Tua. We don't know if it was a back injury, a head injury. Um, they originally said it was – they thought it was a concussion. He came back and said, oh, no, he tweaked his back. Tua, you know, said he tweaked his back. We – you know, you believe what you want to believe. Um so we don't know what's going on. They have a short week turnaround. They play Thursday. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he can get out there, if they have to go through more concussion tests or if symptoms creep up, right? Because if he really did have a concussion, sometimes it's not the day of, sometimes it's the day after or the next day. And if some uh, symptoms creep up, we could be looking at Teddy Bridgewater uh, quarterbacking for them on Thursday. Dalvin Cook suffered a dislocation of his shoulder. And if you were not aware, last year he had been play, played without a harness, but now he's going to try to attempt to play with the harness again. So he's going to put that back on there. And he does expect to play next week, but you have to you have to wonder about that shoulder. And I'm not sure why he never got it fixed, but maybe it's just something uh, medically he just doesn't want to do. So he'll play with the harness going forward. <laughs> My favorite one, arguably, and then I'm not laughing at the injury itself, but just, you know, it's just the Mixiah just stirring up the juices. Um, Mac Jones, who we will talk about later because I do want to talk about him in that game, has having an MRI today on his ankle, suffered a high ankle sprain, is expected to miss time. Uh, how long that's going to be and who's going to replace him? I'm sure it's going to be Brian Hoyer to start, but how long do you sit on Brian Hoyer before you want to go to the Zapster, Bailey Zappy, baby? So I expect him uh, to get some time here soon. They also lost Lawrence Guy and Jalen Mills in that game. Um, another fun one for me here, Michael Thomas foot injury. I, I'm not, again, I'm not happy he's hurt, but this is why I talk about like pump the brakes on these guys. Uh, Michael Thomas is hurt again. Oh, surprise, surprise. Nobody's surprised foot injury left the game. Didn't return. Jarvis Landry also left with an ankle injury. That is a surprise. Cause he's a tough dude. Very, uh, very rarely misses time. Uh, but he is getting older. So big time losses for their top two receivers. Uh, we will talk about another receiver later on their squad. George Fant, Quincy Williams. I feel like these are such big names for, for the Jets um, yeah. <laughs> also going out. Like This is a, a list of just big names. Um, they left knee injury and ankle injury, did not return. Garrett Wilson did also leave that game with a rib injury. He did come back for the Jets, so that was good to see after a, a tough blow that he took across the middle of the field. Garrett Wilson's a dog. He's going to be a, a, real, uh, a real problem. And then Zach Wilson of that same team is trending towards playing week four. So Zach Wilson looks to be returning this week. That's great for the Jets. They can actually see what they have in their franchise quarterback going forward with all those young weapons, good running backs, and uh, hopefully he has a line to put together in front of him to protect him because they're losing some guys. And then last, uh, the, the Sunday night game, we saw Denver and, and the 49ers, and we saw on that Jimmy G stepped out of bounds play. Trent Williams took a got rolled up on. He suffered an ankle injury and did not return. Uh, huge loss for them. Best left tackle in football. 
they, without him, they are going to struggle, especially against the edge rushers that the NFL has to offer. Uh, that offensive line is going to hurt. So we'll see how long he's out, but he suffered an ankle injury on Sunday night. Whew. I'm done. That's it. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. It's, a lot, of, it's a lot of injuries. That's what happens on Mondays. That's what happens on Mondays. It's, it's, there's a lot of injuries and um, it, it just, it, it, it's a list. It's a long list to go through. And this one was notable because there was so many big names on it um, that we had to cover for sure. So uh, we'll keep you guys updated throughout the week uh, as we progress and figure out more and more about these injuries. We'll keep an eye on the, the big names, which was just about every name that was listed on here. Uh, we'll keep an eye on for you. Uh, but let's get into our week three recap and talk about some things that occurred uh, in week three. Aaron, let's just start right here. What was your biggest takeaway from the action in week three? Uh, I have no idea, no idea who's going to win the Super Bowl. I think I do. I think I do. I say the Chiefs. I always say the Chiefs. But when you watch the games, the NFL, the margin of error is this thin. It's this thin. And the parody, and we've talked about the parody before, but the parody around the NFL is so much fun. If you watch, if you're able to just sit down and watch the Red Zone channel really for hours, right? We're talking about 12 hours of just like wall-to-wall football, if, if you just sit down and watch it and watch the games and how entertaining they are, it's it, this is why the NFL makes so much money. That I don't know how they do it. I, I get it, the parity around the league. I get the free agency. I don't know how these teams do it, but every moment is entertaining. It's just so much fun to watch, but you never know what's going to happen. The games turn like this. Um, who you think you know is going to win doesn't win. Who you think you know is good isn't good. The bad teams aren't bad, but then they are, but then they're not. Like it's just, it is the roller coaster of emotions that we went through last year. But I feel like this year is different. I don't feel like it's craziness like roller. I think we expected some of this this year, but it's fun. It's like watching it is so much fun. And my biggest takeaway is that this league continues to do a really, really good job of producing of producing a product that is you, you just can't take your eyes off of it you cannot take your eyes i cringe when i have to miss sunday football and it's the reason why it's the number one sport right now in the united states it's the reason why it generates so much money because when you watch it for good or bad for your own team you just can't take your eyes off of it every moment is so good that's my really my biggest takeaway from week, week three because we're going to get into some game by game stuff but my biggest takeaway was was that yeah, I mean, you. we talked about it before. I've, I brought this up last week that it's just the good teams. I mean, they're still, good, like, they're still good. Like, we still expect the Chargers to be good. We still expect the Chiefs to be good. Like, these teams are, are we expect to be good. But right now, there's, like, what, three, uh, three undefeated teams remaining, and it's, what, the Giants, it's the Dolphins Eagles, and, and the Dolphins. Dolphins. And it's like, and I don't there's, think – There's only two teams without a win. It's the Raiders and, and the Texans. And the yeah, so and and the Texans have a tie, so it's like, it's it's just like you said last year we 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 played the game last year. If you followed us last year, we had a a video of a roller coaster. And we rode that roller coaster up and down because like it was so drastic. Certain certain things that were happening, like the Jags would beat the Bills nine to six, like and that was just a drastic thing. But it was just like a roller coaster. We're up and down, but we still this year it's just it it's an up and down, but it's not as we're not 
there's just so much good football being played from just about every team in the league. And then there's some bad, there's some bad coaching decisions and obviously it can't all be good. What was, what was probably, who's your biggest loser from week three of the, uh, of the NFL football? Yeah. My biggest loser has to be the Raiders. I mean, with, and, and you know, I've been a big Raider advocate and I'm still not completely off of them, but they have some issues that they got to work through. They're, they're obviously not clicking that Josh McDaniels offenses still need to work through some things, but to start 0 and three in the NFL, you pretty much season goes down the drain. Like to, to start 0 and three and make the playoffs is so hard. It's so hard, especially when you play in a tough division and a tough conference and you've lost to teams already that you probably should have beat to get there in Tennessee now and to, to the Cardinals. So um, it's it's tough for the it's tough for me to to get on the Raiders because I do know I I always say whenever you get a new coach a new system new players it does take time and we're going to talk about Denver later and how they they're hanging on and they're barely but they're winning and that that matters in those situations though if you can find ways to win games when you're struggling then as you pick it up and you start to get a cohesive unit it makes it that much easier right now the Raiders are not finding ways to win those games so my biggest loser right now as far as team wise um, is the Raiders uh, just going forward just they haven't won and we expected them to be a lot better than they actually are yeah since 1979 six teams have been able to make the playoffs after an 0-3 start last week we talked about teams that start off 0-2 and how hard it is to bounce back and get into the playoffs and that only six percent only six teams have ever made the playoffs after starting Oh, and three. The most recent came in 2018 with the Houston Texans. Uh, they followed uh, an 0 and three start with nine straight wins and finished the season 11 and five before losing in the wild card round uh, to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, so right now, it's right now the Raiders are the lone team to be 0 and three uh, to be win to be truly winless um, to start the season. It, it's tough. It, it's tough in this league now. It's tough. There's no easy wins. Like I remember talking about looking at the schedule and I think about it now, like I'm like, okay, we did our schedule predictions and our previews and our records and things like that. And obviously it's, it's fluid. We now know things we did not know when we did our schedule predictions and stuff. And I look at it now and I'm like, man, like it's going, there's no easy, like, I mean, even even New Orleans is struggling. Like we thought, we thought New Orleans was going to be great. They lose to the Panthers and then like uh, the Jags and the Chargers and like. What team in the league so far has has been an easy win? Like I can't think of one. I I, w- I want to say it. I want to consider Chicago up there. I think Chicago is still an easy win. Like if I were to pick one team in the league that would be considered an easy win, it'd be, and I, I get it. Chicago is two and one right now. It's hard that. to, yeah. it's hard to consider a team like that two and one, but you look at their wins, they beat San Francisco in a mud bowl and they beat Houston, which Houston plays hard, but they still like, I, th- I still think like if I were to look at someone's schedule and I saw Chicago on their list, I'd say 31, I'd say 30 out of the 31 teams would beat Chicago. Perhaps. But, like that's, that's how I, I, I think, I, I mean, look at who's the, who do you, who do you think? So we, so I just Atlanta don't know, like is, the way, the way the, the way the bears run the football. I don't know that that's an easy win. I mean, they ran all over green Bay and despite how green Bay beat them, like 
for part of that game, it was like, ah, uh, this game isn't quite, quite over. Like, just because the Bears can run the football, that's going to be a problem. And again, I'm not saying the Bears are good. You know, I think they're the worst team in football right now. But um, I'm just looking for, like, when we say easy wins, I, I just don't know that we can really label that's, these things that's easy fair. wins anymore. That, that's fair. I don't, I, don't think any, I don't think any team is an easy – like, that, that's what I was saying before. I don't think any team is an easy win anymore. Even, like – like you, like people will talk about how like the Texans are bad, the Bears are bad, Atlanta is bad, but they're never easy wins. Like they're like these teams, and I, I think it's a t- I think it's a testament to the coaching that we have in the league right now. I mean, you look at the coaches of these bad these quote bad teams. Lovey Smith is a dog. He will he, no matter what he does, he's going to make it difficult for you to win. No matter if you're the best team in the league or the worst team in the league, these coaches like Lovey Smith, like Doug Peterson, like I'll even throw Arthur Smith in there. He's been, he's been battling it out. They, they battled it out and would not quit against, against the Rams the, the other week. And then they won this week, even Detroit, like these teams are coached well enough to be battling and competing in these games. There are though overreactions to certain things like, I don't want I, like I don't want to keep talking about like obviously I'm wearing my Jags gear right now because I'm very excited about this win. I don't want to overreact to things, and I feel like obviously this is a well-known day in 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 time where my overreaction Monday. Aaron, what's o- one overreaction that you've seen so far that you want to kind of pump the brakes on and say whoa 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 whoa? Um. I don't know who's really overreacting. I, I will say this. I, I will say I'm going to, this is with a, an asterisk next. I'm going to say the Philadelphia Eagles. And, and from a, from a standpoint of, are they playing really good football? Absolutely. I'm not knocking the Philadelphia Eagles here by any means. I told you how much I moved them up in my power rankings. They're playing really good football, but I want to pump the brakes a little bit. They jumped up to the NFC favorites. Um, I, I'm worried about that. I really like to then put those expectations on a team that, had a, a, a shootout with the Detroit Lions. They go and dominate the Minnesota Vikings, and we'll talk about the Vikings later. And they beat a Washington Commanders team with Carson Wentz, and and we all know what the Commanders are. Uh, to jump them ahead of teams like the Packers, like the Buccaneers, like the Rams, I, I got I got an issue with that. I get it; they're three and zero, and it's easy to say undefeated. They're the only undefeated team in the NFC. They are the favorite. Well, no, let's let's pump the brakes. Let's really look at this from a from a true like competitive standpoint when you get to the playoffs and the experience and what matters at the end of the season. And, and then if you want to still say the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in football or best team in the NFC, so be it. But I'm really trying to just temper expectations on Super Bowl favorites from being maybe a playoff team. Like, I, I think we need to still pump the brakes on the Philadelphia Eagles a little bit, a little bit. I do think they're a good football team and I think they're playing really well, but they're going to still have to beat a team that I feel like is a good team for me to, and, and beat them the way they've been winning for me to really be on board with the, them being the NFC favorites. Well, that that's, that's kind of the thing. Like it's, it's like you, you get so high on teams, and then at the end of the at the end of the day, I mean, look at look at the teams that are continuing to be in the Super Bowl or be around the Super Bowl conversation. It's I mean, the Rams, the Chiefs, the Bills, like it's it's those types of teams, and it's hard to not get into that that pattern early on in the season where you're like, okay, like yeah, they're like we get so hyped around them, but 
And then you're like, oh, okay, they're going to win. They're going to be a Super Bowl threat. But you're like, oh, we have not seen that level. And it is so hard once the playoffs roll around for teams to to actually do that, to be Super Bowl teams. Like, it, it's one thing to be good during the regular season, but let's let's hold off. And I, I, I get it. I, I'm not I, – I, and to your point, you, you said this as well. Like, we're not discrediting anything that the, the Philadelphia Eagles have done so far. Like, they have looked great. They have done they have done exactly what you want them to do. Um, but when you're talking that long, that stretch of season long where you're talking, OK, Super Bowl, that then starts to talk about a different a different category. Um, yeah, resume has to matter to me. Resume resume has to matter. What you've done in the past with sustained level of success has to matter. You should get the benefit of the doubt. You should. And there's, yeah. you know, I'm going to bring something up when we talk about the Niners Broncos game. Um, and, and I kind of, it'll speak directly to that. Like I mentioned this with Belichick before, like at some point you, you, you stop getting that pass when you've shown over a couple of seasons or three or four or five seasons where it's not the same, you're going to stop getting that pass, but one year is not going to eliminate everything you've done over your career. So um, I just, I just want to make sure that fans understand when we talk about these teams and you will never get an overreaction from me like that. I don't care if you've won three straight, four straight. I am very much like this throughout the whole season in everything I do, fantasy football, picking games. Like I'm not willing to bite until I see enough evidence for me to change my opinion. And um, there have been some things I've already changed on, but you can see, you just know like players and, or teams that you're like, ah, yeah, I I was wrong about that one. And, And that's okay. Because as evidence changes, you're allowed to change your opinion but I'm not going to do it just because a team has a good week or just because a team plays a couple of bad teams and has a couple of good weeks. Uh, I just won't do it. There you have it. There you have it. Um, let's, let's let's kind of look forward now. Let's look forward to week four and we have a power ranking show on Wednesday. Wednesday, we have another power ranking show and I'm not going to get, we're not going to give away anything. And this question may catch you off guard. So I'm going to give you some time to think about it. Whose stock is rising and whose stock is falling? Do I need to think about it or can I just answer? You can answer. Yeah, you do. You, you do you, boo. I'm just trying to, I, I just, I know I put you on the spot here. Um, I, so two teams that are falling, the New Orleans Saints and the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, seen enough. Seen enough to that I'm, I'm comfortable with moving them down. I'm not saying they suck. I'm not saying they can't win games or get back in it. But both of those teams need to be moved down significantly. Uh, the Raiders obviously being 0-3 and continue to lose to bad teams. Um, and then the Saints just not playing well. And losing to Carolina is tough. I know it's on the road. I know it's a division game. And I usually give credit for, for that kind of stuff. But they just haven't played well. Um, they're my two teams right now that are going to be moving down. Um as far as stock rising, there's not many teams that, that the stock is going to rise, but Jacksonville is one of them. Jacksonville stock is rising because I want to just plaster my take about that defense all over the internet. And I wish everybody could have seen it because to me, that's my, I'm most proud of that take so far through three weeks out of any take I've had that I felt like this defense was going to be the most improved in the NFL. And I would venture to guess that not many people can argue with that right now. Um, because that defense is really good. Christian Kirk take like everything about the Jacksonville Jaguars is even though I didn't pick them to win a lot of games, everything that surrounded that um, I felt pretty confident in and and I'm happy to see it's coming to fruition. So the Jacksonville moving up is one of them. The only other one I want to say moving up would be Philly. They're going to move up probably a a few more spots. 
Yeah. Um, but, and I, I have to see kind of where, where it's played out, but those are probably the two teams that have been most impressive. Everybody else is kind of like, nah, like in the yeah, middle. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. In the middle. Um, we, we're not, well, you know, we were going to get into the whole Miami Buffalo conversation later I, I, and I, Wednesday. And so that I, I will fun. say, I expect to see Denver falling. And I, and if I don't see Denver, Denver fall at least two spots, I'm going to be very upset. Um, but again, Why that's not? a little, that's a little tease. If you want to find out what our power rankings look like, tune in live at 10 a.m. Eastern time uh, right here on YouTube at the Sac City Pod uh, for our week four power rankings. Aaron, this one is definitely going to catch you off guard. And I don't know. I don't remember if you remember saying that we were going to do this, but the invite is in is in your inbox. The invite is in your inbox now. Uh, we did it for Thursday Night Football. This is going to be a, a, a trend and a weekly thing that we do uh, for, for our NFL content. We'll be doing a NFL uh, showdown, DraftKings showdown for the Thursday night games and the Monday night games. It is Monday, and we have the Giants and the Cowboys. This is where we are going to have a captain showdown uh, DraftKings. Bailey finished the highest out of the people that we know uh, in this contest, but there's a hundred spots. Can you be the best out of 100? Bailey did a really good job in, in for Thursday night football. He finished, I believe sixth out of everyone out of the hundred spots, which is good. Uh, then it was me. And then I think it was AJ. Then it was Aaron. And then it was our uh, other intern, Tyler, who finished a last this time may be different. Uh, Aaron, what are you thinking? What, what's your, what's your lineup looking like? Do you have an idea? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I think this is, this is a tough game because I think it's going to be very low scoring. So finding, finding those guys is going to be hard. Um, it's crazy as this sound. I'm playing both kickers again. I'm playing both kickers. Yes, I am. I think it's a low scoring game, defensive game. I am also playing both running backs in Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott. I am playing neither quarterback, which is crazy to say, but I'm playing neither quarterback. And my captain of my team is the Dallas Cowboys defense. I, that, I, no shit. Did you wait? Did you actually see what I had? No. Oh, did you put? Oh shit! I yeah, I, yeah. I did put the. I did put the Dallas Cowboys defense as my captain. So yeah, I have I'm captain Dallas Cowboys, Saquon, Zeke, Graham Gano, Ceedee Lamb, and Brett Meyer. Okay. All right. I see you. I see you. I'm not, uh, I'm still rolling on my picks here. I got the Cowboys defense as my captain as well. I've got Saquon, I've got Tony Pollard and I got Matt Breida. Matt Breida is kind of my, my lower costing, uh, guy that I think that may be, may be able to do some damage. Um, I like you will be going with two running backs. I might, I might actually take Tony Pollard off here, seeing that I have twelve thousand. So, take me through your thought process. You don't oh, have to shit. spend all your money, though, right? Like, no, you don't. don't. And I actually, I actually need to change mine. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm trying. I'm trying to see how I want to do this here. I think that. Um. I, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna take off the the Giants kicker. Where's yeah. That? Okay. I have thirty one hundred remaining. I feel and like I, I need to spend that somewhere. <laughs> no you don't and i'm gonna go a little sleeper here i'm gonna go richie james that's a good pit that's not a, i i am i am all for that i was just literally thinking about noah brown and richie james over matt Breida as my two like lower name guys that could end up being something here 
I think I I, I talked about Richie James last week about how I think he's going to be good for this. This is an ugly game, dude. Yeah. So ugly of a game. It is. I think this is, I think this is my lineup. I'm locking in this lineup here. I'm going to go with the Cowboys defense as my captain, Saquon, Tony Pollard, uh, Noah Brown, Richie James, and Ezekiel Elliott. We, I did, we have basically almost the same lineup after I'm finished. Okay. I have the Dow, no, I have the Dallas defense, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Richie James, but I have CD Lamb and Brett Maher. So I took out the Giants kicker and I went Brett Maher there. I'm leaning uh, pretty much all Cowboys except for Saquon and Richie, Richie James. I think Matt Breida has a. I think Matt Breida's name gets brought up tonight. I think he gets. I think he gets some work that. We're like, oh shit! What the hell is Matt Breida doing in there? I I felt like that for the past two weeks. Um, I felt like that for the past two weeks. So, where Matt Breida comes up, and I'm like, what, the f- what is Matt Breida? Is he still alive? Like, how is he still a thing? But he is. Um, so don't be surprised if he pops up in some people's lineups. Um, but that does it for another episode of the Saxony Podcast. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow, live at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, recapping the Monday Night Football game, and also bringing you our fantasy discussions, our week three recap for fantasy, as well as looking ahead to uh, the waiver wire for week four and uh, that and so much more. Aaron, you have any last words before we uh, move on to our re- our game recaps? Nope. All right. For our audio listeners, again, like Aaron said at the beginning of the show, you are missing out if you are not a part of our YouTube. So be sure to check us out on YouTube at the Sac City Pod. Be sure to subscribe and share. Let everyone know that we are the number one place to be for your football content throughout the year. For my best friend, Aaron Mukes, I am me, audio listeners. We will see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Sac City Podcast. You made it this far, so you must have liked that show. If you did, go ahead and think of two people you could share this episode with. We can never have too many people in the city, so don't forget to hit that follow button. Sac City. Population? One more.